Welcome to the Redemption Hill podcast, addressing current topics practically through a gospel-centered lens and identity. I'm Brandon Mercer. This is Charles Fernandez and Matt Mears. We are elders here at Redemption Hill Church. And today we're going to talk about a topic that every single one of us struggles with. Uh, if I were to ask the question, do you struggle with doubt? I know the, the answer would be a resounding yes. Of course we do. Every single one of us at some points in our lives struggle with doubt about different things and especially in our faith. But it's not something that we should feel necessarily guilty about or that we should feel shame over or something that should cause disbelief in our hearts and minds. So we want to spend just a couple of minutes today talking about how to handle our doubt in a gospel-centered way. And so here's the first question that I want to throw out to you guys. Why do we have doubt? Why is doubt something that we struggle with at all? Well, I think one of the things I can, or one of the reasons why we struggle with it is, is not understanding that many times God uses doubt, um, or times of doubt can be uh, opportunities to realize that that's how we're growing as a disciple. Um, so human nature is to you know trust in our own senses you know a lot of times I, I, I would say that in many ways the natural man is is captured by what he sees feels hears the, the visible realm and so therefore part of our growth process as disciples is to uh, come unhinged from being dependent on the seen realm and what we see before us and being able to trust the invisible word of God the invisible God and to place faith in him and that's just part of the growth dynamic and so because God loves us and because he wants us to uh, to experience the fullness of him um, that I do believe that there are times when we're presented with uh, circumstances just in the course of, um, of of day-to-day life I think this gospel speak to that I think there are times when God does test us by putting us in situations where we sort of uh, our faith maybe begins to run maybe a little bit thin and we get in that place where our, our pulse begins to quicken and we begin to wonder, um, you know, and that might lead to a little bit of uh, doubt from the standpoint of just feeling a little bit wavering, sort of like when Peter is looking at the waves on the sea kind of thing. But um, if we navigate it in a, in a healthy manner, that leads to us growing in faith and growing in, in our trust with God. All right. Yeah, I mean, I, I would just say that uh, doubt in my mind is um, the the knowledge of a desired outcome and the lack of knowledge of uh, whether or not that outcome is going to come about, mm-hmm. right? So, um, you know, I doubt the Braves are going to win the pennant this year, right? <laughs> I have a desired outcome. I want the Braves to win. I look at their roster. I'm like, I don't know about all this, you know, and and so I have doubt in that, and 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 so doubt for the Christian is we have this desired outcome, which is to glorify God and enjoy Him forever. Uh, we also live in a world that um, is is difficult, and so when we uh, see and and or don't see, like Charles is talking about, we have these things that are unseen that are seem to be just strong in our in our lives then that can begin to cast a shadow of doubt on on our knowledge that okay well is god good is is this going to work out for my good and for his glory and um i think that um it, it really in many ways is a function of our um less than perfect knowledge 
Yeah, right? Because if we knew perfectly, if we understood perfectly, then we wouldn't doubt because we would just know that it was going to happen. And so in many ways, it's a function of our humanity, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, wondering is, is, is a part of that. But then when you begin to doubt and you begin to doubt the goodness of God, when you begin to attribute the non-knowledge of a desired outcome to God and his character, that's where it becomes dangerous because you start to wonder, is God good? Not, is this situation going to work out the way that I think it is? That may be natural. But if you begin to say, is you begin to link that to a characteristic uh, of, of, of a person or an entity, then that becomes really dangerous. And so that's what I would say on that. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. <clears throat> I think that's good, too, because that brings in the reality that doubt does not only come in, uh, in like a Christian faith or... Right. Um, about the unseen, but <clears throat> doubt's something that we struggle with in in all things. Um, and I think a lot of times I hear, um, you know, people kind of worried about the fact that they ha- they doubt something in their faith or something of that nature. And it's almost like I do feel a little bit guilty, or am I really a Christian if I doubt this? Or, you know, all these other kinds of thoughts can kind of creep into our minds. But um, but we want to kind of start off by saying doubt is is something that um in in our sinful natures we just have mm. because we don't know everything and we're we're kind of trying to figure it out separate from God in many ways um we're not looking to him and everything and then we don't understand everything because his ways are not all our ways and so we don't understand everything mm-hmm. even when we are trying to lean into him right um and doubt is something that just naturally begins to creep in and so it's something that every single one of us has i love Uh, how Tim Keller put it. He says, a faith without some doubts is like a human body without any antibodies in it. Mm. And then he goes on to say, a person's faith can collapse almost overnight if he or she has failed over the years to listen to their doubts, which should only be discarded after long reflection. Mm. And so all of us doubt. The issue, I think, and this is what we'll get into in a uh, a little bit more, is when we kind of try to push those doubts aside and we don't investigate them, or we allow those doubts just to immediately say, well, it must not be true and not investigate them. Uh, and so doubt in and of itself can be something that is very good. It depends on how we, how we handle it. Sure. Um, and, uh, and so we don't want to just disbelieve something because of a doubt, and we don't want to just believe something despite our doubts. We want to investigate those doubts. Um, what are some other things uh, that that can cause us to doubt, um, whether it be just in life in general or in our walks with God? Well, I think similarly, and I think this would fall under the line of what Matt was talking about, um, desired results or just a lack of understanding. I think maybe that is where I want to go with it a little bit more. There are just some things that are just beyond us. You know, so when... When somebody, it's one thing to have a doubt, um, and uh, about maybe something that, well, I've I've heard something preached or I read it in the Word of God and I believe it, and then a circumstance and comes and tests that. Um, so an example of that would be, I believe that God is my provider, mm. and I see that and I hear that and I read that, um, but whether I really trust in it and believe it uh, means uh, that I'm gonna that I need to go through a circumstance where. I could possibly doubt if mm. God is my provider. And in there, as I navigate in a healthy manner, I learned to trust God and my faith's developed. 
but the other the other thing that can just you know be more like a whirlwind um, is when you have an unexpected circumstance that comes your way um, that is more of a of a trial. You know, it could be you know a sickness. It could be you know, I mean, it could be something you know. So you walk into work and you're let go. Something that is highly impactful in a, in a devastating kind of way. And as Matt alluded to, um, that can begin to hit you in a, in a manner to make you begin to question the goodness of God. So when you when you when you have the storm that just all of a sudden blows up on onto your life, that can be a big old doorway to an, a, an unhealthy doubt. Mm. Yeah, and I, I mean, I think that um, our our human relationships. Mm. oftentimes are a source of, of great doubt for us because we know that there's uh, no per- no perfect person who's ever lived apart from Jesus, right? And so uh, everybody that we've ever known has done things that were maybe unexpected or things that disappointed us or things that, you know, we wish hadn't happened. And so that can really weigh on our uh, ability to trust that something's going to happen a certain way or a person is going to react in a certain way. And, you know, um, I mean, I just think about, um, in the Bible, you know, doubting Thomas, like that's his nickname, right? Doubting Thomas. So Jesus appears, he's there. And Thomas is like, no, no, no. Uh, I don't, I don't, I don't know about all this until I can touch you with my hands and feel the place. Then I am not convinced I'm paraphrasing, (laughs) but, but, but there's this idea that, well, you know, I, people have said things before that that they claimed were true that weren't true. So I need a little bit more information about that. And so what that does is that begins to raise the level of uh, what I must know in order to trust something. And when I, whenever uh, that gets inflated, now whether I know everything that I need to know or not, I still may not trust that it's true. So that's where we start to get into a little bit of a, uh, a neuroses of, of doubting beyond what is reasonable, right? Because uh, there is reasonable doubt, but there is, um, there, there is an unreasonable doubt that comes when you have all of the information that you need as well as the character of whoever you're dealing with, uh, but you still refuse to, to believe or trust in, in that. And so. I think, I, I don't even know that we have to go outside of self and into relationships to see that because right. I have a hard time trusting myself yeah. yeah, and not doubting my own opinion or my own desires or, or any of those kinds of things. And, you know, you see this kind of played out in, in every area of your life. You know, even if you, mm-hmm. you know, you go shopping or something, you're like, oh, I think that would look the best, mm. you know. And then it's like, well, wait a minute, maybe that. And then you're just back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Right. Uh, you can't even kind of decide your what you think and trust yourself without doubting the conclusions that you come to. Um, and so then when that goes into relationships and, and obviously we know all of this stems out of uh, walking away from God and the sinfulness that is within us all. Um, but, uh, you know, outside of Christ, we cannot, we don't know what to trust hmm. and we can't even trust ourselves. And it, and it filters into the world around us and the relationships that we have. And suddenly we just start questioning and doubting everything. Um, and yeah, I think that's, you know, that aspect of, I don't know what I can trust. I don't know what, what, uh, what amount of truth I have to have before I can put some belief into it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then how little doubt I have to have about it before I can actually trust it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that is a big thing. Mm-hmm. Um, what else? Charles? Yeah, no, and I was just going to say, I mean, just doing a, a quick little study on, on doubt in the new Testament and what I what you find out is that 
and we've been talking around it, is that there's a doubt um, that actually can be healthy, that can be a catalyst to uh, furthering growth and trust and faith and strengthening it. And then there's a doubt that actually becomes unhealthy. And uh, so because, you know, somebody might go to the book of James and, and they see the scripture that says, you know, that the man, he should not doubt that he's like a, a double minded man and uh, won't receive anything from the Lord. And so then you have to distinguish, well, what's the difference between like Thomas, mm -hmm. uh, which is a great example. Um, and obviously, you know, Jesus didn't, you know, toss Thomas out of the room right. uh, because he had doubts. And then there's also Matthew 28 when Jesus appeared to the disciples after the resurrection. It says they worshiped him. You know, but some doubted, mm -hmm. and uh, so there was a uh, in in those instances. That's not a that's not the same kind of doubt that James talks about. Um, so that doubt just means basically a, uh, a a wavering, you know, a moment, a pause. I'm I'm experiencing something that's sort of blowing my rational mind right now, and I'm not sure what to do with it. Where doubt gets unhealthy, and where James uh, goes, and when it talks about a double-minded man won't receive anything from you know from the Lord. That doubt is now a doubt that has not been dealt with uh, <clears throat> in, a, in a healthy manner. Um, you know, either it's been ignored and pushed down and then it explodes back up on you. But that doubt means this. It means to actually to separate because you have now judged something mm. and it causes you to withdraw and to separate. And so, and, uh, you know, so you can see that uh, sometimes in, in people's life, maybe where, where somebody has gotten bitter uh, embittered in their faith or something you, you begin to investigate that you find out that something happened and it began to cause them to draw away to not just draw away from God in their heart but then maybe sometimes to draw away uh, from you know from relationships uh, from the church from the community um, so there's a difference between the wavering and the questioning uh, that Keller is referring to that causes you to, to uh, dive deeper into the word and to strengthen your faith and then that where we step back and we actually begin to make a judgment a judgment against god that causes us to disengage from god in his community mm -hmm. yeah. i think if a person does not have certain a certain amount of doubt if you're living your life with total and absolute confidence all the time that's going to run you into a lot of trouble as well yeah. right so you know if i have absolute just blind you know uh confidence that that everything's going to be all right well then i might decide that i'll i'll drive 120 miles an hour down the road with absolute confidence in my driving skills never mind that other, there are other people on the road or you know i have passengers or whatever and and there should be some level of skepticism in our our own selves and that i think that's exactly what you were talking about brandon that you know i i do doubt myself and some of that's actually really healthy i doubt that i am i'm a terrible driver in the rain i just know that about myself i doubt that i can i, I drive very carefully in the rain because i doubt in my abilities to drive in the rain uh so that actually makes me more cautious sure we get to places a little bit slower than we probably would uh, otherwise but uh, it does provide a level of, of safety in that. And so I just think that, you know, I, I want to, you know, for people, I think you've gotten the point is that, you know, doubt is, um, is, is natural, but it, it, when it gets inflated and conflated beyond what God has uh, said that we should and should not believe, then that becomes harmful mm. in our relationships with ourselves and others and ultimately in our relationship with God. Yeah. Well, I think a lot of it <clears throat> depends on how you view doubt mm. and what you allow doubt to do in you. 
Okay. Um, so like the, t- the two questions that I uh, hear most often today, right, probably when I was growing up, uh, you know, a little bit early high school, college, it was the suffering was the big question. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like suffering causes me to doubt. Um, so how do I believe? How do I have faith? And when all this suffering is going on around me and uh, maybe we can do you take that as a, on as a topic one of these weeks soon. So we won't dive into that uh, today for the sake of time. But um, today I feel more like it, the pressure is how do I have faith in Jesus Christ in a pluralistic society? Mm. Um, even more so than maybe the suffering question, because all of these belief systems are being uh, uplifted as true. And if I'm uh, if I don't buy into one in a certain way, uh, then now suddenly I'm the enemy, you know, like or I'm, I'm not loving or I'm not caring or whatever it may be. And so, you know, um, those those things can cause doubt. You know, when I'm living in the culture around me and questions like suffering and we see suffering, we see the pandemic, we see all kinds of uh, racial tension and everything that we've been talking about for the last several weeks. Those things are real. And you look at those things and think, okay, well, this causes me to doubt everything I believe Mm -hmm. Um, or a pluralistic society. And well, this causes me to doubt everything that I believe because I'm being told all of these things are true. Uh, and so how do I handle this? And, and certainly we could take, and, and these are topics that I think would be good for us to address at other times, but yeah. you can take those topics and dig into them. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, okay, these are the things that are causing my doubt, but how should I treat my doubt? And I think that's what we're kind of looking at right now. And, and I think it's important to understand that, that Christianity has not collapsed in on itself due to any amount of questions that people have had. Right. Mm-hmm. And so it's okay to ask questions. It's okay to to think through these things. Christianity, the Bible, it welcomes questions. Uh, and one philosopher said, and I and I absolutely love this, and I go to this very often. The hiddenness of God yeah. is an invitation to us to seek Him. Mm. And so there are a lot of things in in our lives that we just don't understand. Mm-hmm. As Charles was saying, and we look at suffering, we look at all of these belief systems in our world or whatever it may be that causes some sort of doubt or disbelief even and doubt and disbelief we have to look at in a little bit of a different way um but we can we can see these things and say man well where is god in this Mm -hmm. and and a lot of times we have to understand that in the world that we live in where we are seeking our own way and we're naturally pursuing other things and we're we're not naturally in community with god um, unless we're placing our, our faith in him and the reality that he's done the work and his life and his death and his resurrection for us to be brought back into communion with him by grace. If our faith isn't in him, then then we're certainly just chasing after life in our own ways. Mm-hmm. And we're going to have doubt at, at every turn. Yep. When we place our faith in him, now we have a truth that is a reality, but we're still going to struggle uh, when we don't see God working in the ways that we maybe think he should or we thought he would or whatever it may be. But in many cases, that's God's invitation to us to seek him. Mm-hmm. And so how are we leaning into our doubt and working through it? And so I just wanted to point out uh, really quickly before we move on to how does the gospel speak into this, that, that doubt is oftentimes maybe not how we typically think of it. Um, and, and doubt is often God moving us in a direction of knowledge. Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes we think of doubt as like the, this, oh, well, I thought this was true, 
but doubt is moving me away from that and into truth. And, and when it comes to God, when we doubt God in some way, shape, or form, it's actually an opportunity to move deeper into truth, mm-hmm. um, deeper into knowledge. And, and maybe it's God prodding us in some places where we're becoming complacent or we're not chasing after his glory and our joy. And the problem that we have with doubt oftentimes is it is, and how we refer to it at, here at Redemption Hill Church, is that it is like a poised foot. And if you think of somebody about to take a step, if you lift your foot, you can take a step backwards or you can take a step forwards. And yep. doubt works like that in our lives. And if we're misguided, you're going to think to yourself, well, doubt is leading me away from God. I'm, I'm doubting him, so therefore I need to step back. Um, but in reality, it's often God pointing us to an area that a thought or action that's not captive to him and allowing us to step forward and lean in and grow in our understanding of truth and knowledge. Would you guys agree with that? Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Would you have anything to add? I mean, if you do a you know really quick, uh, and I know we're going to get into it, but if you if you kind of look at what the opposite of of doubt is, um, just even from a, a dictionary point, uh, one of the one of the definitions is given is is conviction, and I think that when we are looking at doubt, we can look at it as a a lack of conviction. Uh, and, and that's not acute, that's not trying to be accusatory, but what it does is it begins to shape the way that we ask questions. So if I, if I have doubts now, just understanding, like you're saying, Brandon, that's probably my biggest doubts. If I'm, if I trust in God, if I ask him, if I'm investigating these things, those are going to become my strongest convictions because I've kind of done the work, right? I've asked the questions. I've gone the extra mile to say, I'm not so sure about, I don't know, but I've, I've, I've sought God in the place of prayer. I've gone to his word. I've talked to people that I trust. I've just allowed him to teach me through the Holy Spirit. And so then that becomes a strong point for you. Your doubts will oftentimes, and, and this is jumping ahead, your doubts oftentimes become your greatest convictions. And I think that, so then we have to, when we look at doubts, we shouldn't run away from them. We should run towards God in them. So Yeah. yeah. And, no, and I was go just going to say, as long as we're, um, I, I totally agree. As long as the only caveat to that is as long as we're honestly doubting or we're honest with our doubt. Sure. Yeah. Um, because there's there's a lot of people and, and even, even myself throughout my life where I've doubted something just because I didn't want to believe it, you know, or I have my own. I, I want to do it this way. And so I doubt that that's true. And and I never really investigate. I think that's what we fall into a lot in our lives, though. It, it's not this. I have done the work. And I've really deeply investigated this reality or this truth or this truth claim. And, and I doubt that it's true most of the time. It's just kind of like, well, the way that I feel about this or, or this should have happened and that didn't happen or whatever it may be. And, and we have to have honest doubt. And so an honest doubt, I would say, is something that we, it springboards us into investigation and, and seeking knowledge. So oftentimes those become our greatest strengths because we actually seek them out. Um, but if it's a dishonest doubt, then we're really just trying to push away the truth so that we don't have to deal with it. Yeah, and that's what, that's stubbornness. Yeah. That's being willful, you know, and um, so that's a position, like you said, I like how you put it, that's, that's a, uh, that's not an honest doubt, that's not a, that's not a doubt, that, that's just being, I want it my way. Mm. Um, but if we're dealing, you know, uh, once again, talking about a doubt that 
that that grows us. And I like what Matt was saying about conviction. You know, when you look at in once again in the New Testament, it talks about um, faith. You know, that's what faith faith is defined as uh, belief, um, conviction, and trust. And in that, we see once again there, there's a growth. I can believe something. Um, simply from a, a, uh, a knowledge standpoint, I read it, I hear it spoken, and then I say, well, I believe in that principle. Um, but it doesn't, but belief has to grow into conviction and grow into trust. And I think that's what, Matt, it sounds like mm-hmm. to me what you, what you were saying. And the only way for something to move from the realm of belief, where I just sort of grab hold of it with my head and I understand how it works, and actually drops into something to where I believe in it wholeheartedly, even though I don't rationally understand every dynamic of it, because I think that that's a, a, an important thing. Because mm-hmm. now what we're talking about, I'm having trust and conviction in the character of God. Um, the only way for, for something to move from gale- uh, belief to, to that level of conviction is to have to go through this period of doubt where I investigate. And as Matt said, I pray, I look in the scripture, um, and I become... Uh, convinced that okay God's character is good even though I don't necessarily grasp every little aspect to it yep um, because there's no such thing as faith if I totally faith requires me it doesn't require the suspension of my ability to rationalize but it does acknowledge that there are some things that are just beyond me and now mm. I'm trusting in the character of God because God I know rationally that God has proven himself to be trustworthy mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and so I think uh, let's go ahead and, and move on to this this last part that we want to discuss. But I think coming out of that, uh, what we need to understand is that reasonable doubt demands investigation. And so if it's doubt that I should even place my faith in Christ, then then I would say uh, you need to investigate the Word of God. Mm-hmm. And there are many great helps also out there from theologians, past and philosophers who help us think through and and understand the truths of scripture, but really diving into the word of God and investigating uh, the truth claims that God makes. Um, That needs to be something that is investigated. And and if he really is truly God, uh, then then it's worth your lifelong investigation. And for us as believers, uh, whatever doubt we may have, we need to see that as a poised foot that God is calling us to step forward into and, and understand that it's a grace to us that we might struggle with one of those things because the knowledge and understanding of God and our ability to give glory to him to the greatest extent with all of our lives is our joy. Mm. It's what we were created for. And so an opportunity to struggle and lean in is actually us leaning into our joy so, uh, when, we, when we seek deeper understanding and, and have this understanding that, that doubt should be for a believer. Um, and I believe in in you lord i believe in your truth help my unbelief mm-hmm. um and and that right there i just want to encourage you is oftentimes the mustard seed of faith yes. that god grows in us when it is watered by leaning in that's right um and so you grow in in the knowledge and understanding of of god and who he is and your joy grows in him um, and so, so with that understanding, and I know we could go on and on and on about that, um, but with that understanding, let's, let's close with this question. How can we fight against doubt causing disbelief, but use it as a tool for our joy in Christ? So how do we fight against doubt and doubting in the wrong way? Mm. 
Well, I think that, you know, um, I mean, we spoke about this a little bit in the first section about um, as you're studying the scriptures, as you're walking with God, as you're asking questions, um, uh, personally for me, um, community has helped a lot here. Mm-hmm. Just being around people who are faithful people. Um, this is why it's important to have people that you can trust and that have walked the path before you or are walking the journey with you. Um, that you can begin to ask them your questions. And and here's the thing. I've never had a question that nobody has ever asked before. I, I've, I've had questions in my life, doubts and, and struggles and things like that. But uh, by God's grace, there's always been somebody that I, that he's put in my path that has um, dealt with that. Maybe not perfectly, but they've been extremely helpful in, in that. So I know that's just one aspect of it. But I would just say if you're a person who's doubting and asking questions, that's good. Ask questions to people that you trust and that are people of the book and that are people who are walking by faith. Yeah. And that, that, that will be tremendously helpful uh, to has been for me and I think will be for, for everybody. Yeah. Uh, I want to add to that just because uh, there are so many places in, in Scripture that, that speak directly to that. And, and we harp on that all the time. And sometimes I feel bad uh, for the people at Redemption Hill Church, but I don't, uh, that we harp on this all the time. About community? And, yeah, about oh, community. Yeah. Um, but at the same Until time. Until they get it. <laughs> right. At the same time, I feel like that's something that I address all the time. And it, and it really does affect us and hurt us. And I know people push back against deep community more than anything else sure. in the church. Um, but it's the one thing that that we need in our lives uh, so much that mm-hmm. would that would help us in so many different ways, and, and God is calling us to. Yeah. Um, but uh, Hebrews three twelve says this: Take care, brothers, lest there be any of you an, um, an evil, unbelieving heart. Mm-hmm. You could you could put doubt in there leading you to fall away from the living God, mm-hmm. but exhort one another every day as long as it is called today that none of you may be hardened by the deceitfulness of sin. For we have come to share in Christ if indeed we hold our original confidence firm to the end. And, and so right here, uh, you know, we're being called in Scripture to be in community and not just any community, a community that is heavily invested in our relationships with Christ moving forward. Right. Um, and, and helping us work through the things of the world to point us towards Christ so that that doubt that may creep in doesn't cause us to move into sinfulness and away from Christ. And so mm-hmm. that's huge. We must be in gospel-centered community. Mm-hmm. Uh, what good. else? Um, well, what, on a personal level, um, there came a point in time just in my walk with God where I just— I just made a decision. And once again, this was based on understanding of the character of God. In other words, it was based on after, you know, uh, following God for a number of years and um, to where I got to a point that's like, you know, I can, I can trust God. Um, and, and I felt like, you know, there was, I, there was a specific time where I felt like the Lord was challenging me just in my own faith, you know, that I needed to settle it in my heart once and for all that no matter what I experience that I'm not going to doubt his faithfulness. Mm. Um, and, um, uh, so I think that's a fundamental thing. Um, that was a, I, I remember actually a, a particular day where I felt challenged like that. And it's one of those, one of those times in just a personal devotion where things got like real serious, you know, and it's like, man, do I really believe that? Can it, you know, can I really say, you know, God, no matter what, 
I'm not going, I'm not going to doubt your, your faithfulness. And it was sort of a solemn moment. I sort of, sort of settled it in my heart. What I'm not saying is once again, because I don't believe the Bible advocates just a blind, a blind faith, mm. you know, that is just sort of, you know, but this is something where, you know, I'm convinced and I've grown in trust in the character of God so that when I walk into experiences or circumstances that my once again, that just sort of blows blows my mind away or that are um, I had a brother who passed away at age 40 from brain cancer. Um, that's the kind of thing that can unhinge people's faith calls them to draw away from community, calls them to, to, uh, to draw away from, from God. Um, but, you know, it's one of those things like, okay, well, I know that the issue is not with God. God, God is just, he, he is faithful. And so I sort of settled that in my own heart. It's still in that situation, you know, I, you know, you're pressing with prayer, you're pressing in, you're, you're learning how to um, cast your cares on the Lord and, and these kinds of things. But um, I do think that that is one part of spiritual growth where you settle in your heart that I'm going to encounter situations that are going to be difficult, but I do know this. I know, I know that God is trustworthy. I know that he is faithful and I don't, uh, and I know that he's good. So I don't allow any margin in my life to question the goodness of God as best as I can. Yeah. And I I think having the understanding too, that, that, that doesn't solve your problem. No. Right. Um, You know, the, the problem of evil, the problem of suffering, and I know we're not, Right. getting deep into those 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 things in this particular uh time together but uh but just to walk away from god and, and not to investigate even something that is so deep that we may not we may have a really hard time and may never understand it fully um but it doesn't solve our our issue right. it and just I think allows that, us to get angry but i think and i think that that's the the thing which is this is you know so in deuteronomy 29 29 it says the secret things belong to the lord and in First Corinthians 13, Paul says that right now uh, we see in a mirror dimly. So um, the level that we have to go, to, we can't establish me understanding and agreeing with the circumstance in a, in, uh, on a rational basis as the level to eliminate my doubt because there's some things that my brain will not accept. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's not like, you know, my brother dies at age 40. Um, I can see God. And, hey, why, 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 why in your sovereign plan is, is that there's no rational thing that is going to allow my brain to say, oh, OK, well, I understand it. Now I'm good with it because yeah. there's only one thing that there's only one thing I'm going to be good with. Is right. that, and that's for him not to be dead. And um, and so uh, so my point being is that we see in a mirror dimly. There are secret things that are ju- there. Uh, another phrase the Bible uses is too wonderful. However, we also know that Paul says that later um, when we are before the Lord, we shall see him face to face and we shall know fully. And uh, so we trust in the character of God, uh, knowing that at this point in time, our ability to, to understand totally as God understands is limited, but that time will come where all things will be revealed. I would say uh, just a couple other things, because Matt, you brought up, uh, you know, Thomas and, mm-hmm. and his doubting and, um, he asked to, to see Jesus. They wouldn't believe until he put his his hands uh, in his in his nail markings and his hands and his feet. Uh, and Jesus answers him when he when he sees him. Um, he, he says, "Blessed are you, or blessed are those who believe but don't see." Mm-hmm. After Thomas confesses that he is uh, the living God, um, and what he's referring to there is, um, "Blessed are those who." 
uh, aren't able to stand before me and put their their hands in my hands and on my feet, but those who see me through my word, yeah. um, those who have an understanding of who I am through the truth that is written down, the living and active word of God. And so being a people of God's word um, mm-hmm. and, and seeking understanding, Psalm 1 says to meditate on God's word. Um, and which I think would be a, another great topic. I feel like we keep, we keep throwing out words that would be great topics for these podcasts. Um, but just meditation in and of itself and what that means with God's word. And uh, But he says to meditate on his word. And, and that one would be rooted deeply like a tree who will constantly bear fruit through any season in life. Um, and, and that means that we're constantly growing. We're constantly moving towards the truth and, and the reality that we were created for and long for. Um, and, and I think also understanding that when we do that, um, one other scripture reference, Peter, as he's, as he's walking on, on water, he calls out to, to Jesus to allow him to get out of the boat and to walk on the water. Um, Jesus says, come on, you know, like keep your eyes on me and come on. And when he looks at the world around him and fear and doubt start to, to creep in, he begins to sink. Um, and, and that's going to happen in our lives a lot of times. And, um, but what Jesus does not do in that moment is say, Hey, I told you to keep looking at me. Right. I told you to meditate on my word. I told you to be in gospel centered community. I, I told you all of these things to do. So this is on you, but no, he actually reaches out to Peter and takes his hand and brings him into safety. And he does say, Oh, ye of little faith. And when we doubt though, we need to understand that God's hand, if we are his, is always reaching out and pulling us back up. We're saved by grace. We are sustained by grace and we will have eternity with him by grace. We will know uh, that when all things are made new, mm-hmm. the understanding that we are um, that, that we are given in Christ by his grace. Yeah. Um, and so when you are in Christ and you are seeking after him and even when doubt begins to creep in, uh, just know that as you seek after him, his hand is always there. Um, he's always going to reveal himself in the way that you need. Um, and, and so God doesn't leave us or forsake us. Yeah, right. um, and so he, uh, he is always there even when we don't sense him, even when we don't feel him, even when maybe we question or even doubt that it is true. Um, he is sovereign over all things. He is in control over all things. And he is present yeah. um, in, in the lives of his children. You know, it seems a little, it seems a little bit kind of hokey, but, um, I mean, I heard all, all the time, um, when I was younger, you know, even if you can't see God's hand, you can always trust his heart. And, uh, and, and that's true because, uh, there will be times in life when, uh, either God's work is, um, not meant for you to see in that moment. Right. Or you're in a place where you can't see it anyway. Um, and, and so, but that does not diminish the goodness of God. That does not diminish that his plan will come to fruition. And I think that that gives us a level of confidence knowing that God is in control, right? We talk about sovereignty. We talk about the goodness of God and his plan for his people. And you can go to Jeremiah twenty nine eleven, which is, you know, quoted often, but Proverbs three, five through eight says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding and all your ways, acknowledge him and he will make straight your paths. Be not wise in your own eyes, fear the Lord and turn away from evil. And it will be healing to your flesh and refreshment to your bones. 
And so, you know, we have this this juxtaposition of, of, of doubting, of this trusting in God. And it doesn't say that, that he'll make everything easy. It right. says he'll make your path straight. That's good. And, uh, and it says it will be healing to your flesh, acknowledging again that you're going to get some battle scars in this thing called life. But it will be healing to your flesh and refreshment to your bones, knowing that you will grow tired and weary, but trusting in God, knowing that, that he is true and he is faithful, uh, and, and putting those doubts aside, mm. right? Putting them in their proper place will allow you to feel refreshed, to have healing, and your path will be straight. Mm. That's yeah, good. that's, that's good. good. Um, I would throw one other quick thing out there as well, and that is this understanding that we have in Scripture tells us that uh, as God describes the church as a body with many members. And we are blessed with the reality that many members of the body of Christ are scholars. Mm. Um, And so many, many men out there have done lots of work and devoted their lives Um, And so while we would always encourage you to first be in God's word and first be going to God in prayer uh, and be leaning into him and gospel centered community with people helping you uh, walk in Christ and grow deeper in him. uh, There are also so many we won't list out a bunch of names here, but we can uh, we can certainly um, suggest some things um, uh, in this in these these areas of doubt and um, and kind of just thinking through these things, but there are so many who have come before us who have written on these topics, devoted their lives to them, who are yep. extremely extremely um, smart and wise and knowledgeable in these areas that can help us think through these things. And so I would encourage you to to investigate that as well um, and to to read and study other things. I think a lot of times the the knock, as Charles you said. Um, is uh, or alluded to is that uh, like Christians, that's just kind of a blind leap of faith. And and we kind of just kind of relate Christianity to like our grandparents, maybe in some ways and different things like that. And this is a a quote that I heard a long time ago from Timothy George, who's a great, would be a great uh, person for you to look up and read a little bit about uh, in some of his books. But he said, he said it jokingly, but I, but I think it's just so true. There are, there are a few important Christians, he said, between Jesus and your grandmother. Um, and what he's saying there is there are a lot of scholars out there who have fought very long and hard and well on these things. And so we would encourage you to, to be in God's word, uh, to meditate on his word, to be in prayer, to, to, to seek after him, uh, to be in deep gospel centered community and also to, to study the things that, that God has made available to us through other very, very smart men and women. Uh, who've written on these topics. Um, and so do you guys have any, uh, any other things to, to add to that or closing remarks? No, I mean, I would just, just reiterate, you know, I thought everything you just said, you know, did good, you know, and the, the foundation is, is laid really just through an intentional devotional life. Um, and just consistent, cons- that consistency of just seeking God from, you know, from day to day that sets the foundation really for all that we we've talked about. Yeah, and I would um, just reiterate again that uh, your your doubt is, in many ways, a product of your uh, humanity and your um, your your not knowing something. And uh, and, and so, you know, I, I think that it's important that we put that in the right place and we understand that doubting. I don't know if it's right to say doubt well, 
you know, like doubt, um, trusting in the character of God and investigating those things. Uh, but doubting poorly will ultimately, I mean, it does lead you many times into despair because you begin to doubt everything. I can't trust anything anymore because, uh, I've begun to doubt everything and, and that, that can be really harmful, but I, I think doubt well and, and being gospel centered community, I'm going to hit them again with it, you know, do it. it it's so important because that's going to lift you up. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I, I firmly agree with that, that doubt, uh, when it comes to our faith should always lead us into a deeper faith. I think a lot of times we see it as a threatening thing mm. to God. Um, God's not threatened by our doubt. That's right. And if, if we doubt well, as you said, Matt, and we lean into him, it will always lead us into a deeper faith and deeper understanding and knowledge of God who is truth. Um, and so if we're not doubting well, um, then, yeah, that will actually take us away from knowledge. And, and we might lean into other things, but it'll take us away from right. from truth and life. And so um, that's what I was saying at the very beginning when I think oftentimes we think of it upside down. Yeah. Um, doubt is something that I think is oftentimes a grace and a mercy from God to to call us into deeper truths uh, when we lean in. But if we step away, we're actually moving away from truth. And, that's good. Um, and so, yeah, we would, we would just uh, encourage you as we encourage ourselves to to lean in, to step forward uh, when doubts do creep in uh, in your faith and, and certainly reach out for, for help. We love you guys. We're praying for you. Uh, if you have any other topics, um, I think we mentioned like three or four words that we, uh, I think, uh, at least in my own heart, I wanted to like kind of talk with you guys about and derail this topic. Um, <laughs> But I have no doubt that this was what we should talk about uh, today. Uh, but we love you. If you have any other topics that you want to discuss, send us an email to info at redemptionhill.net. Uh, we are praying for you. And if you have any questions or anything uh, that you would like for us just to communicate with you personally, uh, you can also email us as well. We would love to interact with you. And God bless.